It's Wednesday, June 29th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, a show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 259. Unfortunately, Russ is out today. <clears throat> Lindsay is not feeling that great. Sorry to hear that, Lindsay. And we just had Kieran on with us, uh, but it's a little after 11 o'clock at night, and he needed to take a nap, which I get. But it was good to talk with you, buddy, in the pre-show. Yeah. And if y'all want to ever join the pre-show or join the conversation on here, uh, feel free to join us at t.me slash techbreakfast, and you can join our little Telegram community and see all the fun links we share and chat with us. We love meeting new people. We'd love to have you. How's it going, Tyler? It's going good, man. Except that I still don't have a truck, which is pretty frustrating and mm. top of mind and makes me very upset because it's yeah. creeping on my trip, our trip. And I don't Yeah, like dude. It. We're supposed to leave on Friday. I know. Mm. And I need I need a truck notification in like an hour or Friday is gonna be tight. Because of break in, right. this is something that you actually kind of turned me on to. Uh, I didn't realize that manufacturers recommended that, that you break in trucks and uh sure enough i read through the manual and right in like page 20 after all the warnings there's a little section that's like the cummins diesel engine doesn't need to be broken in at all and then like parenthetically at the bottom see page 282 for more information page 282 <laughs> tells you that it requires 500 miles of breaking in at 50 miles per hour not for the <laughs> diesel engine but it's like, hi, don't tell people you don't need to break it in on page 20 and then tell them you should absolutely break it in 260 plus pages later. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to get it. And if I do it right, I'm going to have to uh, baby it around for like 10 straight hours. Assuming yeah. I can do it without stopping once. So more than 10 hours <laughs> um, and doing that before Friday is going to be yeah, super super great especially leaning into what will just be a few days of dragging a very large heavy trailer for the first time in my life um four hours at a time yeah <laughs> so just yeah. what i wanted to do before getting in a truck to drag a trailer drive a truck for a bunch of hours so i'm <laughs> i cracked up when you first told me about that like <laughs> the engine good to go the uh, drivetrain, oh. not so much. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Yeah. So it's like, oh, come on, really? I needed, I needed it. Like, really, worst case, I probably needed it yesterday, and I don't have it, and that sucks. So we'll figure it out. But right now, we're still thinking if we get it, you know, in the next seventy-two hours or so, that we'll just have to play yeah. the catch-up game and chase you guys down. And you guys but, have already packed and everything, right? gosh no mostly no okay i don't think i don't think emotionally (laughs) he's in that spot yeah and like i was i I woke up uh you know 5 30 this morning and couldn't go back to sleep and i was thinking like oh man if i get a if i get a notification that the truck's there like come close on it i've got to drive it for a gajillion hours and i have a lot of packing to do (laughs) (laughs) right well and i was we were talking in the in the pre-show there that um, Joanne and I were up late talking about all this and just the mm-hmm. logistics and packing and all that kind of stuff. And, cool. uh, we stayed up late. We woke up just like right before the, the show started. My kid goes outside. My wife goes outside to start like putting some more stuff in the RV or like fixing something. And I see my kid go sprinting by and then my dog goes sprinting by my dog's losing his mind. And then I see my wife running by and then they come inside and they're banging down my office door. <laughs> 
just have to tell the people here, we just had a couple cattle that were wandering through our front yard, uh, apparently chasing Joanna is what she was saying. <laughs> That's awesome. And she's not one to, uh, to ever exaggerate. She was like, I was like, what chasing you? She's like, yeah, I guess they thought I was their people. I was like, yeah, I don't, I think cows are smarter <laughs> than that. Maybe they just, uh, were having a little fun or maybe thought you might have food. That's great. Oh, fun start that is to the great. day. Random, Dude. random cows in your backyard. All the cows and goats and stuff anywhere close to me are on the other side of our fairly large creek. Um, I think it'd be pretty weird if any of them showed up over here, but we hear them and see them quite often. Yeah. Yeah. We, we hear these a few times uh, a week and I guess they just, uh, cool. just broke down or broke out. All right. Crazy. Let's see, dude. Um, I wonder if there's anything in today in tech history to challenge you with. Ooh, I, mm. I'm so good at these. Mm. Are you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, we've talked no, about I these before, not. I remember. How many years have we been doing this show now? I guess a like couple. Like one and a half. One and a half? Yeah, enough to have covered a full year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're coming back. Um, and and I'm still I probably get them more wrong more wrong this time than last time. The second time around. Okay. That's how, well, here, that's how good you. my memory of history and dates are names as well. I'll test you. So oh, this gosh. is uh this is today's yesterday in tech history. Or yesterday's oh, today in tech history. <laughs> both work. Um two of them. Two of them, both June twenty eighth. And Let's do this one first. Okay. First commercial communications satellite activates the Intellisat one. The first commercial communication satellite is activated for service. It was nicknamed early bird after the famous <laughs> proverb and became famous for carrying the first commercial telephone call between America and Europe, as well as helping Whoa. provide TV coverage of the Gemini Wait, six. First commercial, like period or over a satellite. Uh, it says well, commercial. First commercial telephone call. So commercial, yeah. like being like non-military. Right. First right, commercial right. communication satellite. Yeah. Well, but, okay. But was it the first commercial telephone call through a satellite link or did it also yeah. predate like any uh, transatlantic cabling? Well, that's what this says. Um, and funny enough, it was after the laying of the first transatlantic telephone cable, because that also happened yesterday on June 28th, if you want to guess that year as well. <laughs> Amazing. Because no, we had that conversation and I already forgot it. Uh, yeah. Okay, first satellite, commercial say satellite. I'm going to go 80, like 86 for the satellite one. 65. Golly. 65, yep. Basically, as soon as we were throwing stuff at the moon, <laughs> Correct. Yeah. We were also trying to improve communication. Which I think we're That's probably how we were able to throw stuff at the moon. Yeah, I thought I saw a tweet that we were headed back to the moon again or something. Yeah, yeah. Like well, NASA, people, NASA's but... new rocket. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting that name. That's there's all kinds of buzz about that. Um yeah. there's a what was the Electron, I think, was one of the ones that just uh got winged up into space and it was yeah, it, apparently it has an incredible performance profile. So they were talking about how they couldn't even put cameras on it. Because uh, they were literally down to grams, trying to shed every ounce of weight that was non-critical for the to meet the performance profile that we expected for it. Pretty cool, yeah. And then the capstone, capstone stuff mission, too. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, that's that's cool. And what they're uh, they're flinging something to orbit the moon to in a quote new new orbit, I believe I saw, but I don't know. Oh yeah, this is not it. a human. 
Okay. It's no, uh, no, no, the no, spacecraft no, capstone is about the size of a microwave oven. It will study a specific Ooh. orbit where NASA plans to build a small space station for Hey-o. astronauts to stop at before and after going to the moon's surface. Noise. Okay, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yay for moon stuff. Yeah. But still, there's got to be cheese somewhere. We'll find it. Launched by Rocket Lab. Hmm. Space that's cheese. interesting. It is. Um, saw, let's go back to I this. Article let's this go back morning. to this. Hold on. Ooh, Hold on. You got to guess the laying of the first transatlantic oh, no. telephone oh, cable. Oh, gosh. No, 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 close no that that's out. too many days back. Uh, it was before eight. 1965, though. Yeah. I always want to say the 20s. Always. Well, I'll tell you the um, photo of it is black and white. The photo of the ship. <laughs> the ship. The ship did it. Um, yeah, the HMTS Monarch. Oh, no. It was, it was telephone, huh? So I'm going to go like 1886. The largest cable laying ship. 1955. <laughs> that was way off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shows what I know. Yep. Don't it worry. Was, I'll get it uh, wrong next year, too. <laughs> um, it was known for carrying the famous quote hotline between the United States and the Soviet <laughs> Union during the Cold War. That's the fun. hotline. That's fancy. Well, moving yeah. on entirely from yeah. how bad my memory of his, is of historical events that we have already discussed. Um, <laughs> I did see well, most of the news bored me entirely this morning um and either that means i'm missing something terribly interesting and if you're hearing this and you feel that way <laughs> oh come to the telegram thread and tell me about it but um somebody tested the ford f-150 uh uh lightning for towing capacity and compared it to i think it was a gmc sierra 1500 um and they were towing the exact same load and the lightning got about 90 miles and needed uh quite a while to charge they didn't actually put a time in there but i'm sure paul could tell us to a second what that would take uh but and it cost 30 bucks in charging um whereas the gas truck made it 160 miles and required a hundred dollars in fuel in that refill uh Hmm. which of course is near instant compared to a uh, battery charging so i thought that was kind of interesting i think we knew the um the towing numbers were not going to be drag crazy things across country, but 90 miles with a heavy load. Uh, how heavy was it? This article was pretty weak. Actually, it left a lot uh, to be desired. And maybe it was in the video that they probably want you to watch that I'm not going to watch. But um, 90 miles, depending on how uh, significant that load is, um, but it's pretty slick for dragging stuff around, like classic small truck stuff in uh, in city life, or or even you know, not yeah. deep rural. But if I go ninety miles dragging a trailer with a bunch of crap on it, that'd be perfect. Throw some stuff yeah. up out of the truck, to get it done. So if it wasn't for my monstrosity of a travel trailer, though. I know that that kind of blew my mind. I'm it thirty bucks to charge. Uh, what they say the size of the battery was. I don't know. Again, this article is pretty weak. They left out a ton of information that would have made this a lot more useful. But um, I don't know. It seemed high for like a rapid charger. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to have to fill your truck battery at say, yeah. thirty bucks a pop. That seems absurd to me. Yeah, but I don't Darren have just, a basis. You see this article Darren just dropped in the chat. Truth about cars. So uh, buyout be gone. 
Ford says you can never own leased EVs. I They're just saw that headline. Lease buyout options. That's oh, for awful. EV. Why? Why would they do that? Are they gonna like refurb them and put them back out there? Or are they gonna resell them themselves? I don't, I don't know. know. Why would you? But no, they're saying you like anyone can never own a leased EV. Like it will just always be a lease. Or oh, oh, just indefinitely. Ah, cars as a service. They're tired of uh, not getting more of your revenue. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I don't want to waste everyone's time. That seems pretty awful. I haven't read it yet, but yeah, I saw that headline and I was kind of curious what the argument was for it. If they even made the argument, there's not a radar. Uh, oh, it says, for, here, okay, I found just hunting for a relevant sentence here to explain. Ford didn't go into quite that much detail and simply explained that it wished to keep the vehicles within its own network so it could better manage recycling and the raw materials. Huh. It says, but it doesn't take a lot of imagination to see why battery hoarding might be on the table if the yeah. above complications are to remain in effect. Yeah, I wonder, well, I mean, I'm still pretty confident that we're going to see an explosion in, like, um, battery recycling and that sort of stuff, especially as the cost of certain rarer materials go up or or if, you know, the conflict in yeah. Russia and Ukraine continues because of the constraint that that puts on nickel supply in particular, but other raw materials as well. Um, yeah. I would expect used batteries... Uh, in the lithium ion space are going to become more and more valuable. I don't know. I would, says, uh, I, I wonder how, if, if alkaline batteries have a significant amount of uh, nickel. It tells you know. how desperate we are or not. We are yet, you know, like they, they would be straight up buying like old alkaline batteries, batteries from home. home oh, I see what you're point, saying. If, uh, if yeah. it were that rare, but but I know that we broke some of the expectations curve-wise for the cost of batteries going down um, because of recent events. I, I think some of that's obfuscated by just kind of global inflation in general. But the cost of those raw materials has absolutely gone up, which is bound to break a downward trend in battery tech. I just hope it's more um, – if you correct for inflation, I hope it ends up being a blip on the radar instead of a new trend where we've mm-hmm. just – quickly exhausted our ability to supply that raw material oh that reminds me i did read an article what kind of it was a there's a new battery type oh i know what it was the uh ooh, i think my truck's here i'm what? getting a call from my agent hold, dude take it hold on hold on <laughs> take it please you there yes dude tell me we got a truck <laughs> yes i'm gonna go pick it up uh. this afternoon uh, I'm yeah. gonna get all the notification for all the information. It's they're they're PDIing it now, so it showed up last night. Apparently, yay! Uh, they've got to go call through me their last checkout night? process. I well, I did yeah, exactly. Wake me she up a t- didn't say No, I'm saying this, she yeah. Should, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, We're down totally to the agree. minute. We are we are on the wire. So uh, yay! That's freaking awesome. But uh, no, my family's freaking out because they heard me yell <laughs> that. Um, no, this is this is too cool. So we got that. That's gonna happen, Woo-hoo. dude. Uh, so yes. now we have an incredible scramble to break in a truck, get everything I need to finish, continue doing my day job, and try to catch our uh, Friday leave time. Well, man, knows, maybe, let me know. Maybe you'll have to help us set up for the very first time in the dark 
Uh, because yeah, dude, let me know how I can help. <laughs> and if you want me to delay a day or something, I can, I mean, whatever, or a two. Let, let us let us see. We got a few things we need to get together. We got a couple of things we have to do with the truck. If it ends up being a day uh, and you guys can support that, then that might actually help a lot. But let's uh, let's figure it out. Cool. Yeah. Man, yeah. it just got real again. That's very exciting. Yes, I feel so good. Fun, fun, you feel fun, so fun, fun. I do. Right? This is it's it's a relief, but it's also like anxiety driving because now I actually <laughs> right? have, now to you have a lot you all have to those do. little lingering things. There are so <laughs> many right. things that I've already done to the camper. You know, we were talking about that. I, I put a drawer in the what they call the basement. It's a pass-through storage area. I changed the converter because I built a battery. I redid the electric system. I added a bunch of USB outlets and places that are convenient so it could all run off the 12 volt supply instead of having to go through a you know a plug, especially with the monstrosity of a battery I built. And um, then I, I worked out connectivity because, you know, we're going to be working on the road and I need a good connection. I got to be able to hop on, you know, audio calls and, and video calls and stuff like that. And so um, I got a Timo home internet box, a T-Mobile, um, which is a, it's 5G, but it's deprioritized on their cell signal. And to, to give it better reception and just make it a little easier to deal with, I punched a hole in the top of my camper, sealed it up real good with lap sealant, threw a ground plate up there for giggles, and uh, passed that through. And it's a two by two MIMO Wi-Fi, but it's a four by, it's a, it's got four LTE satellite or uh, antennas that, that are, good for the bands you know basically across the entire spectrum regardless of which um which internet provider or cell phone signal provider you're getting and then like a a day after i punched that hole in my roof basically uh spacex released the starlink rv which is far more reliable than cell signals in certain parts of the world so i said screw it let's try that too and uh, I'm not done getting it to where it's like all pass through button up, but I have all my plans and I think I have all the gear for it. So it might be something we're doing on the road, but, um, uh, the, Dude, you, you've got Starlink out at your ranch. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to think, I wonder if you show up dude, cause you are so connected. I wonder if you can sell like Gates Wireless as a service for the <laughs> RV park, like for anyone that's they, near you. <laughs> I, they, it crossed my mind um, because if the uh, if the connection is like, good enough to share, that the problem is between yeah. you and I, I don't know how much extra bandwidth will. But like after working hours, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so so here's the the last tech struggle I have related to the internet con- connectivity. Um, I verified that everything works, um, uh, but I, I decided. In classic me fashion, um, I'm, I've overcomplicated this just for giggles. And um, uh, basically, yeah, right? Shocker. Um, so so I've got the Timo. Uh, I picked up a firewall of purple because Russ, you know, gave it, you know, high marks. And one of the features of that little router box is that it can take a wireless signal and, you know, pass it through to all the devices, which uh, it's not like it's the only one that can do that, but out of the box, it's designed to use a wireless signal as a failover WAN link. And Mm -hmm. so I can attach my phone or a hotspot from another carrier, for instance, to the, the, the firewall, and then any of my my network setup will just repeat that signal with the same you know Wi-Fi Ooh. stuff, right? So That's so it awesome. simplifies how someone would connect to it. But here's the problem I ran into: I repurposed some Ubiquity gear that I had um, because I've got a bunch of Ubiquity around my property, and I'm having a crap load of trouble 
getting a Raspberry Pi Unify controller to actually adopt the, the Unify devices in the camper. And I think, I'm 90% sure, that it is because of a sort of a coupled dynamic DNS, either just mm-hmm. that setup, or specifically because going through the Timo box screws up how that controller, um, uh, what's the, basically broadcasts to the Ubiquiti equipment. So I haven't been able to get it to adopt the access point yet, which is really pissing me off. But when it was sitting in my office, just you know, leeching off of my home connection, I was able to adopt a uh, just a five-port mini hub that they have, mm-hmm. um, or switch, little little managed switch. But I can't get it to adopt the access point now that it's in the camper behind the Timo box. So I think mm. it's just because the Timo is like. I forget what it is. It's like CNAT or something like that. But it, it has to do with the fact that their spectrum does not have any IP4 addresses. It only passes six, and it's a shared address, which I think just makes stuff like this really wonky. It's irritating, though, because it, there's no reason for it to need to kind of go out and do any of that. It's just the basically the pie image that I got I'm doing through Bellina, um, which I think I've talked about before. But Belina has like a CI/CD pipeline that you can toy with. Uh, I, I'm calling it that. It's really not all of the CI/CD stuff, but it's a pretty cool way to remotely manage and image Raspberry Pis among other devices. And so I can just keep, I can just change the code and whack it. And as long as I've got a uh, connectivity, it'll just re-image the the Pi. And so I've been screwing around with those settings and trying to edit somebody else's code to get it to work. And I'm, I'm like so close. I can go into the controller. I can see the devices. And then it just gets hung on adoption. So I'm like an inch away from it being able to do exactly what I want it to do. But in the meantime, I can always hook up to the other Wi-Fi signal. So it's not, it's not dead. It's just annoyingly not where I want it. Incredible. Well, I'm bringing my mobile phone to hook to. <laughs> and I'm bringing you, <laughs> and I'm bringing money. <laughs> I'm bringing money. <laughs> so the oh, but the other connectivity thing, then this one will this one will be horrifying for two reasons. I want to punch a hole in the side of the camper. Always a good idea to to breach the surface of a sealed vehicle. Mm, I right? think it's not a good idea, but yeah, it's a great idea, and I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'm and then I'm going to take the 75 foot Starlink cable, their proprietary, you know. POE gone wrong, in my opinion, yeah. cable. And I'm going to cut it and I'm going to splice it through that wall connection. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Why splice it? Why Why don't just <laughs> because, feed it through? Um, I could feed just, it through. Like, but that's then, what we did out at the ranch. right? We just poked a hole in the side of the wall. The Starlink is up on top of the roof, comes in next to the... Uh, it needs to be to totally the, waterproof. To the or the router. It needs router to be totally modem. waterproof through. Maybe, maybe I could... If, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a coupler right now that I could pass through in that way. Without. Well, Are you driving at, with looking. your with the Starlink just staying outside? No, no. It'd be okay. freaking cool if I could. But that's the thing is that I don't want to have to drag a cable through the wall uh, or or have it outside all the time. So I want to do a pass through in the wall that'll pass that signal. Um, I I don't need 75 feet of cable. I probably need right. a maximum of 30. And then I'm yeah. gonna have a flagpole that I can mount on the side of the camper, right next to where that pass through is gonna be. And I'll put Dishy 
in the flagpole so we can get it up above trees and stuff if we need to. Is that the nickname for it now? Dishy? That's what they call it, Dishy. This is Dishy V2 or 3, something oh, like that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that's Why the, didn't mine the come loving with a name. Oh, they didn't put it on the box, but all the forums that tell you how to, uh, well, destroy them without destroying them. <laughs> what? Dude, <laughs> Dishy, it comes up. If you put in Dishy, it's Dishy McFlatface. <laughs> Yes, Dishy McFlatface. That is correct. What? <laughs> See, you guys, I love hacking communities. Who makes the DIY Dishy community McFlatface. is fantastic. <laughs> Are you awesome. kidding me? Nope. This is really what it's called, Dishy McFlatface. Absolutely. I hope, I hope that's an official <laughs> internal term. It looks like it is, dude. Um, okay, so this is yours. Looks a little different than mine. Then yours is uh, circular. Is, yeah. I, no, 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 mine's square. Oh. The the original oh, okay. one was more of a, a round traditional satellite dish looking thing. Okay. The Gen two was more rectangular, still rounded corners. Gotcha. Um, and then the RV uses that Gen two dishy, because it's no different. Okay. You can actually change your ser yeah. service, your home service to RV service, uh, if you wanted. It just just means you can tool around wherever you go, but. Like the T-Mobile, it's also deprioritized. So there is a chance that we'll get to congested areas where those things just don't play nice. And that is concerning, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. But In an absolute so well, worst case scenario, I actually have a, a Wi-Fi antenna that can pick up like park Wi-Fi or, you know, Walmart even, depending on how far away you are from stuff uh, and, and pass it through to, uh, to the, the, repeater i'll call it the firewall at incredible. this point so yeah incredible you're prepared that, and you have a truck i have a truck oh Pumped. man now i gotta figure out I, have, I need to figure out two other things with the truck one is i've got an antenna just to to you know it's like an omnidirectional lte multiband stuff um to to boost cell signal in the vehicle while we're driving i need to figure out how to pass that through without punching holes hopefully in the truck there's got to be the right place and i probably should have googled that already but i didn't and then i would like to find a cover that actually plays nice with the gooseneck hitch that i've got on the trailer and i even went so far as to like post that on one of the forums um like a ram heavy duty forum and i was like hey anybody have suggestions for this this and this and literally crickets nobody has responded hmm. i think you're ahead of the game we'll see we will see. I am so pumped okay. about the truck, though. Well, dude, you should shut down the show and go focus because you have a lot <laughs> you have to do. You have a lot of work. I do. I have, I have, a lot I have of... an incredibly busy work day today, too. It's brutal. Like, after yeah. this show, in 10 minutes or whatever, I'm basically on the phone until I go pick up a truck at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Well, dude, if you need any help brutal. with any of that, let me know. Not the work stuff, but the truck stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, you're VMware too now. We should, we should be able to help with both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm pretty excited. That's good. And now I'm like the crushing weight of all the little things that need to be done in the next 12 hours, 24, yeah. 48 hours. Is, uh, that's settling, and that's, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, we were planning on leaving in like 48 hours, so we can, know, we can, we can push it out. That first drive is like, is a, is a long one out to Memphis, Memphis, Texas. Well, there you go. Why don't you should just all come right, over man. tonight and help me do camper projects all night. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I need to pack. <laughs> well, I'll see how far I can get today in between my meetings. And uh, there you go. 
Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm all I'm game. This is exciting. Do it. Just need your hands. I got all the tools. <laughs> um, I just right. want before you shut it down. I just want to say hello yeah. to everyone in Poland because I saw that we hey, were Poland. in the top 200 in Poland. I said that to my Check wife us yesterday. <laughs> she goes, she goes. They have computers in Poland. <laughs> oh, get out! That's offensive, yeah. Joanna. Uh, it is offensive, but I guess she went there when she was young, and I guess that's it was, hilarious. I guess Poland. She said something about Poland being like one of the, um, one of the countries in Europe that that I guess struggled the most to recover after yeah. World War Two. Absolutely. Um, so, considering yeah. where it was in between Russia and and Germany, basically, uh, yeah. and and all of the stuff that happened, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Plus, it's right. Poland's entirely landlocked. Not that that's unusual yeah. in no, Europe. No, no, they're not. It's always they an Baltic awful place. Do they? Yeah. Oh, they are in the Baltic. Okay. I was I yeah, I was yeah. thinking that Poland is one of the ones that was completely locked out. That's always tough for any economy, yeah. right? Because you 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 have to go through other people for all the things. Um, yeah. But no, I haven't been to Poland in a long time. But I, I have had customers that work out of Poland. So. Uh, hmm. Well, she's just joking. Your country is beautiful. She said. <sighs> I want to go to Poland. I've actually never been. Me too. I'm pulling up photos and it's. Uh, oh gosh, I was way off. Poland has beautiful. a beautiful. Yeah, they have a massive coast on the Baltic Sea. Yeah, they do. I wonder. Okay. Uh, I, I've got to assume kind of like Turkey and um, the Strait. What is the name of that strait? The the one that goes through Istanbul. Anyways, um, I would imagine that in the Baltic Sea uh denmark and norway right yeah are are well, denmark uh, norway and sweden right there just north of them well but but denmark and norway i wonder if they own all trade that goes in and out because denmark and, and norway like copenhagen and um i don't they aren't as recognizable uh, to me the denmark cities but that their coastline and all the islands that are kind of in between um Denmark and Norway there are they I think they're the only ingress into the Black Sea mm. and the what is that the Gulf you, of you mean the Baltic Bosnia Balt yeah the sorry Black sea, I said I said black because I was gone. I was looking I was looking at Istanbul a second ago uh yes oh, the Baltic you. anyways I just I wonder if it's similar I wonder if they they completely control the trade um because the like I said, it's more like islands. They built bridges on them. It wasn't uh, mm. passed through. Anyways, I, I've got to guess that they do. I'm sure that's a, a trade pinch point. So anyways, interesting. Yay, geography lesson for the day. Well, howdy to Poland. All right, shut her down. What up? That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. This is a special one. We talked a lot about my truck and trucks and campers and projects and DIY instead of news. But we did get to see how bad my memory is for things that happened in the distant past. So I hope you enjoyed it. We sure did. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Later.